0: First cut Golly! Welcome to the first cut podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Val Spar Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Du Charm. And Greg, this is an all-time first cut leaderboard that we have here. Matthew oh. Neistri- Adam Hadwin, Scott Stallings, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas. We couldn't have scripted this one any better.
1: I have a question for you, Rick. Um, Do you think, in your opinion, are we unbiased on the show in general?
0: When we want to be. I think. No, when we have to be, we are. When we should be, right? When we should be, yes. No, I think we've
1: accumulated a record that's strong enough to be unbiased. And, uh, and and I think you would say in general that we don't t- we don't have overly biased takes. We're pretty we we tell it like it is for the most part. We have our favorites. Yes. Um, And I'm going to take that opportunity and a little bit of the equity we've built and say yes. this is awesome. This is exactly what we signed up for. I'm so fired up. We got Adam Hadwin back in the ring. Matthew Neesmith in the ring. He's the next Tom Hoagie. I am so fired up about this and uh and, and Adam hadwin is back in my good graces he's back I, I denounced him a few weeks ago he it, it, it's about a i think it's the one year anniversary of when i you know uh, announced revealed my Adam Hadwin fandom and um I denounced him and he's back he's done enough and i, I I'm just so happy I'm so excited.
0: He's back, baby, and while he's near the top of the leaderboard, he is not at the top of the leaderboard because that is Matthew Neesmith at 14 under par. And, Greg, I'm looking at the PGA Tour leaderboard. This looks like a typo. That says 10 under 61 in round two. Not only the round of the day by five shots, four shots, five shots, the round of the week by 3 shots. This was absolutely dialed in. He made he went out in 30 the front nine, he played that first. He then or no, he played the back nine first. Went out in 31, came in in 30. It was just an unbelievable display of golf out there.
1: It was very nearly 29 as well. But Rick, he gained he gained 9.4 shots of the field today. Wow. Just today. I, I mean, that is so good. He he did everything well, but my favorite aspect of what Matthew Neesmith has done is he's doing it with his strength. Right? His best attribute on the PGA Tour is by far strokes gain approach the green. He's 38th on tour in that mark, and this week he's first. He gained 4.7 today. Well, yesterday he gained 3.2. So he's already gained in the first two rounds eight strokes approaching the green. And this is his best attribute, and it's showing up this week. It's beautiful to watch. I mean, he's got that nice compact golf swing. It's, it's really something special. And he's been a popper in his career, and I, he reminds me of Tom Hoagie. Like he's, a, he's a favorite um, underdog, long shot, You know, a favorite 6K guy who right. it has a, an asset that he's very good at. I, I wouldn't call him elite. Tom Hoagie's an elite iron player. Uh, He's not quite there yet, but I I think in a year or two, Matthew Neesmith could be right where Tom Hoagie is right now.
0: What did you say? He gains 9.47 in this second round. Is that right? Total. Right. 9.49. That is the second best round of the season by any golfer. Believe it or not. The only round better this season was Scott Stallings, who's in contention here uh, in round four of the Butterfield Bermuda championship, he gained. Wow. I remember points. that round. Remember that? Yeah. He went in the he crazy went wind. He, yeah. He went absolutely nuts. So that is, um, we are on the short list and I love the fact that the other guy who's got the, the better round is just three shots back, but let's, let's focus on Neesmith here for a second. Cause you're right, Greg, we talk about him a lot on, on Mondays he's now going to be in the heat of the battle, right? It's, it's 36 to go. It's a, it's a two shot lead. He's going to be feeling things that he doesn't get to feel often. What's the staying power for a guy like knee Smith at the top of this board?
1: Well, the, the golf swing and the ball striking helps a lot, right? The, the model so far while he's putted well, and that's how you shoot 61. He was fifth today uh, in strokes game putting. That's that's the good day. Right. But the the beauty of Neesmith is it doesn't have to be a good day for it to work. So I, I am uh, optimistic. I'm optimistic. I, but look, this is a, a different ballgame. This goes past the model. It goes past the statistics and it goes into what's inside. So the one thing I will say is he is a player who came out from the Corn Ferry Tour in Scotty Scheffler's group. And I believe I should have looked this up before. I believe he won the Corn Ferry Tour in the regular season that year the year Scotty Scheffler won in the finals. So he is a a very accomplished player. He is very capable of winning out on the PGA tour. And um, and it, it feels like he's very comfortable where he is. Now, uh, he said, look, whatever happens, happens. If I go shoot 75, if I go play great, it, it doesn't change anything. I get in the car with my wife and go home. He said all that, um, which which sounds nice, sounds loose. But th- th- that's not the way that, um, that winners typically, typically speak. So I, that gives me a little bit of concern, but I love the game. I love his game. And that's why we were high on him coming into the week. It's for this reason and things are looking good, but I, I don't think I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. It's not quite well, the real leads at 11 under or 12 under, but it's, um, I, I definitely could foresee a little bit of backtracking by Neesmith tomorrow.
0: 14 under par. His closest chaser, Adam Hadwin, past champion, got off to a slow start here, Greg. He went out and only one under, and then he made birdies at 10-11. 12. That's a streak. And then another on 16 to shoot a 66. We talked about this on Monday. He has found tangible gains in his approach play since the start of the new year. He addressed it in his post-round interview. You combine that with the putter and the fact that he's won around here before. This is a guy who got everything to click this week. We got 36 to go, but I really like the way Adam Hadman's chances stack up.
1: Yeah, he um, he looks really good and and he's a little different than Neesmith, where Neesmith has this unbelievable ball striking round, unbelievable tee to green round. Well, Hadwin's kind of more along the he's in the middle kind of, you know, he's he was 15th today off the tee, which is great. Um, he, You know, he gained a stroke off the tee and that's something he had been a little hit or miss with leading into this event. So it's nice to see that uptick. Uh, he's 35th approaching the green. I mean, he's, he's only gained three shots approaching the green at which is 14th. That's very good, but it's not like world beater. It's not like, Oh, that was one great hot round. Uh, and, and he's, he was 43rd in strokes game putting today. It wasn't a, an extremely hot day with the putter. So I'm looking at Adam Hadwin right now as a guy that's, um, that's playing very well, but he's not playing out of his mind. This is something that is very repeatable. It's something that's very sustainable. And his game as a whole seems to be strong in every area. And when you put a guy like that, who's confident, who's been building confidence, and he knows that he's going in the right direction with his game. And now all of a sudden he's on a golf course that he loves. Uh, he better love it. And then he is in great shape heading into the weekend. So yeah, he is. Um, he is definitely the, the name that I have circled on this leaderboard right now.
0: I would certainly say he loves it. Hadwin alone at 12 under par two names at 11 under Scott Stallings, who we chatted about briefly and the defending champion, Sam Burns. And speaking of slow starts here, Greg Burns goes out on number, uh, 10 makes par there and then makes bogey on the par five 11th. He was able to get not one, but two back on 14 when he made Eagle and then three under on his second nine. And Victor Hovland did it to you by defending his his title earlier this season. Uh Sam Burns trying to break the Greg Ducharme system of how difficult it is to defend a championship.
1: Yeah, and it it does happen. So um <laughs> and and he could very well do it. I really like where he's sitting right now. Uh, and and I really like the way he's played and he's clearly comfortable on the golf course. My system is really just a You know, it's a rule that I live by and I don't say you have to live by it. It just, you know, it rules a guy out for me when I'm trying to make these decisions. we got a whole list of guys, uh, in this DFS pool. And when you can rule out past champions and (laughs) it, it helps a little bit. Um, but all kidding aside, he is looking great right now. The ball striking today was, um, it was a little shaky off the tee and it, it leveled out a little bit with his iron play. He led the field yesterday. Um, and, and it, so that kind of evened out, but he's still able to get a score. He's still able to put a score together. And this is why, this is what separates, uh, Sam Burns from a knee Smith or an Adam Hadwin or, or, um, a generic player on the PGA tour, like Scott Stallings. It's when you don't have your best stuff, when you don't have that great round, you still go out and shoot 67, you find a way to make it happen. And that's the kind of talent, the kind of firepower we're dealing with in Sam Burns. And you look at this board, you look at the guys on the top of this board, and uh, aside from Adam Hadwin, who I'm extremely biased in saying he's a superstar, and I'm kidding. He, I mean, this is the guy with the most firepower, um, the, the first name you get to where you say, whoa, Sam Burns is here. Watch out.
0: We'll have to make a pact. If, if Scott Stallings wins this week, we will find a new generic PGA Tour. I, I'm totally the- in on that. All right, we're in on that. If Scott Stallings wins, we'll find somebody else. little check-in on our stars, and you don't have to go far to find Justin Thomas. And Greg, while it looks in the box score like back-to-back 66s, they were pretty different. JT finally found the putter a little bit on Friday.
1: Yes. Which was quite nice. Um, he all of a sudden gains 2.8 strokes on the field, which was eighth for the day and putting it, it's leading to a positive week so far, uh, on the greens. And when he gets it going, it's a, it's a really good sign. He doesn't have to, but he, he does. And this round was really a lot better. It, it was a lot better than it looked not only because of the putting, but he also made a late double bogey. We got out of position off the tee, out of position again yeah. on his approach, left it in the bunker, ends up making a double bogey. This could have been, um, this, this could have been 64 or lower if it weren't for that late mistake. So again, Justin Thomas, very similar here to Sam Burns, where these are the stars that don't have their best day hitting the ball. And yet they're able to find a way to shoot a number and circle a 66 on the card instead of a 71. And and he, today he was able to do it with the putting, where yesterday he it was his M.O., right? He drove it great. He led the field, strokes gained T to green. He was second approaching the green behind only Sam Burns. Um, but he, he didn't really have a, an excellent putting day. Could have been a lot lower. Well, today he didn't hit it nearly as well. He was 40th approaching the green. He was 21st off the tee. He's 33rd tee to green, but he's eighth in putting. Until so he figures out how to shoot a score, and that—that's why these guys are stars.
0: One more name: the story that I'm here for. Uh, Webb Simpson, back-to-back 67s, eight under par. That's six off the lead. And Greg, we had the neck injury that sidelined him for a while. He came back to the Players Championship, did not play particularly well there. Gets to a better course for him, and 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 here we go. He's in contention. He's T7 heading into the weekend. Uh, first and foremost. We're, we're hopeful that Webb Simpson continues to to stay healthy and play a lot of great golf. But this is this is kind of out of nowhere
1: in a way. Yeah, it is. I mean, a- it hasn't been great. This is the thing about Webb. It, it's been ever since. I mean, 2020 was in, uh, um, a great year for him, him ar- arguably his second best season on the PGA Tour. Um, and, and then last year he was never able to get into a rhythm. You mentioned the health. He only played until the playoffs. He only played back-to-back events at the masters and the RBC heritage. He missed events in North Carolina. I mean, he, he talked about early in the season, how there was a stretch where he'd be able to drive to like three events and he missed them all. And, um, and I think that really hurt his chances last year, Uh, although he was able to make it reasonable. It wasn't the Webb Simpson we were hoping to see. Now this year it's been much of the same early, um, but I like the I like the fact heading into the week that he played in the players and he was playing the very next week uh, at a golf course that suits him well, uh, and and now he's in contention and um, I, I got to tell you something here, Rick. I just started. I haven't been a big social media guy in my in my day, um, and I just started a, a TikTok. And you TikTok, yeah, yeah, find me over
0: there.
1: Yeah, Greg Ducharme Golf. And go. I did one today as I was doing my prep for for this show. I Webb Simpson was my guy looking at the board because he's he is uh, the guy that's back. I mean, he, you're what? Eight, he's at eight under. So he's yeah. six shots back, which is a long ways. But of the guys in that category, there, there aren't a lot of proven winners. You do have Sam Burns and Justin Thomas. But other than that, there's a lot of guys that haven't proved it yet. Webb Simpson's a guy that's proved it. And he makes a ton of birdies, 19th on tour and birdie average in a year that hasn't been great. And he also is second in third round scoring uh, and 18th in fourth round scoring. So I think the weekend could be very good to Webb Simpson. If it gets a little blustery in the afternoon tomorrow, it could, it could make it tough for the leaders. And I think Webb has the firepower to come back in this thing.
0: All right, speaking of coming back in this thing, I want to take a look at the odds board and see how our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook are dealing at the halfway point of the Valspar Championship. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners Even being four shots back, Greg, Justin Thomas is indeed the favorite over at Caesars. He's plus 350 with Sam Burns right behind at plus 400. And your actual leader, Matt Neesmith, two shots clear of the rest of the field, five to one with Adam Hadwin, who is his closest chaser. Those are the only four golfers uh, shorter than 16 to one, Greg. We can get into some other names later, but those are the four that Caesars is saying the winner is likely to come out of this group.
1: Yeah. And, th- and that's fair. I mean, Neesmith has built a, uh, a sizable and notable lead. Hadwin's right right there behind him. Uh, and Justin Thomas coming off a double bogey, has got himself in contention. And then you have a defending champion there. So they all have their reasons for being there. Um, and, and because Niesmith and Hadwin have that lead, they're going in with an advantage. And then right behind them, you have the star power the firepower, the guys on this, on this leaderboard that you're looking over your shoulder at in Thomas and Burns. And it looks like the, the prediction right now, uh, or or at least the uh, the, most of the money is on Thomas and Burns and understandably. So, so look, those four are really interesting. The hope is you already had um, you already had some action on, on these guys heading into the week, uh, especially Adam Hadwin. Hopefully you, you, I mean, we've talked about him at, at length all week long. So hopefully you had him, and if you got a ticket on Neesmith, you're pretty happy, and you, there's no need to re-up right now. So I, I don't think any of those guys are in um, in a category where I want to I want to go down that path at this point. Hopefully you already did.
0: Yeah, I'm holding a 58 to one ticket on Adam Hadwin, but even if I wasn't, I, I'm not sure any of these numbers are are really bettable. I don't think I'd love to to bet on Thomas or Burns at short odds or trust Neesmith or Hadwin at at, at five to one. I I think the guy still might be like, if I wanted to make a bet, if I needed to make a bet Webb six back four off of second 25 to one, I think that's probably the most interesting. Uh, But the, the big name here, Greg is Xander at 16. Is the likely outcome for Xander just that he shoots two more 67s finishes T4? Like when's the last time we saw a ceiling round from Xander? Like the last one that I actually remember is when he barnstormed Gary Woodland at the tournament of champions.
1: Right. right. Um, that's the last time he won except for the Olympics. So he has a couple of interesting scenarios. He's a great player. Um, as we know, he's incredibly consistent, incredibly steady. And he's shown that this week. I mean, he was the guy that I looked at on this board. That's, that was like the, the safest play of all to play well, but not to win. Now, that being said, he is in a category. He, he's in a place now where um, he's not challenging the the thing that's been most difficult for him, which is playing with the lead, playing in the final group, being the leader heading into a tournament is something that is uh plague Xander. He's had his struggles. He's got some scar tissue in those situations, um, but sitting where he is now, it might be a great opportunity to actually play him. He's not my favorite uh, looking down. The, I mean, Webb Simpson's my favorite for tonight, as we mm-hmm. talked about before. But it, Xander's really interesting because, you're, like you said, Rick, we haven't seen that ceiling round, and that could mean he's due. And, and he will go out tomorrow without a whole lot of pressure, and, and it, it, it could happen tomorrow or Sunday. So I don't hate
0: Xander at all. It's a gift and a curse uh, to have a floor as high as Xander's, but a ceiling that he rarely taps into. That uh, taps into. It's a bunch of top tens, a bunch of money, a bunch of OWGR points, and not so many victories. We'll see yeah, if he great can point. knock that trend in the final two rounds here at the Valspar. And we'll be back after each round to break it all down. But for now, let me give a big thanks to producer Jacob. does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFT and on TikTok, Greg yeah. Ducharm Golf. How about that? We'll get That's you some right over there. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut and we'll catch you next time.